Hey everybody, this is While I Talk with Will and Dan. I'm Dan Ryan. I'm Will Newer. It is episode two. Of season two. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's pretty nice, huh? Let's describe the setting. We're in a pretty good setting right now. Yeah, we've done a couple podcasts here before. Mm-hmm. Um, we are at my humble abode in my three-season porch. We've got a fireplace in here. And the only reason it's a three-season porch is because it's so ungodly hot in here in the summertime. <laughs> so... We've got a nice fire, fires going, you know, it's pretty nice outside, got some nice big windows looking out towards my swamp. Yeah, I'm really digging the sun, like how long the days are. Yeah. That's it, what's sort of keeping me going right And now. you can, like for me, I can tell big time, big time, like my attitude has adjusted greatly towards life. Oh, and not just you, like everybody you interact with right now is like far happier than we were. A little, well, a lot of it is because, you know, winter's all but over you know we're gonna have a few hints here and there but um the daylight is huge yeah for sure for sure losing lots of snow um if you hadn't listened to episode one we were sort of on the turn towards spring when we recorded that a couple weeks ago and we talked about our plans for this coming season and then we talked about our river trips that we had planned, mm-hmm. and a lot of things changed in two weeks. You just sure. Sometimes you just got to fly by the seat of your pants. Yep. You know? So I had an earlier river trip planned. Uh, we were going to do one together, and um, my trip worked out okay. The water levels were pretty, like, I'd say surprisingly good. I hit it, like, right before the, the, the big meltdown and got to fish pool for for a couple days. Really struggled one day. Really felt like a... Like, I missed my little up north lakes when I was on the river that first day. We get, we're kind of, I don't know, we're kind of handicapped in a way when we go down there because we've got it so good yeah, up here. Right, yeah. So to we be sitting have, on like an 800 acre lake at sunset on June, like catching quite a few Copious walleyes, amounts of walleyes. It's a little different than like grinding out the river mm-hmm. with a bunch of other boats. And you have to be hard, it. you have got to be a hard human being. To go be a river rat. Yeah, it's a lot to worry about. Stuff floating down the river. Gotta, like, dodge icebergs. Spend a lot of time dodging icebergs, dodging a few trees. Yeah. It's almost like the the river rats are like the the sailors of the ocean, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Captain Ahab. You also see a lot of, like, $1,500 boats down there with, like... $4,000 $4,000 worth of electronics. <laughs> like, those guys know where to invest their money and where, like, they should maybe save. I mean, that makes sense, though. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to have a super expensive boat down there because no. what if you hit an iceberg? Right. What if right. you, you know, what if you run into a tree or something? Yeah. It only makes sense. For sure. I think that's, like, a smart choice for them. And you're never going to deal with, like, four-foot waves, I don't think, unless a barge comes by. No. No. Don't need a big fiberglass tiller for, for the river. Right. But yeah, my trip was okay. Uh, day two, caught some fish, um, but nothing spectacular. No big ones. Mostly like 15-inch saugers. So was, I think my biggest was 19, and that was about it. But it was good to be in a boat. It's got to feel nice just to Real set nice. the hook. Yeah. Just the, just the boat ride. I was so excited for the boat ride. I'm sick of sitting in my boat and just making boat noises. Yeah. <laughs> you can only do that for so long. Right. But it's, it's coming. Yeah. But then what happened uh, was, like, the entire state had a lot of water in it, and now... <laughs> yeah, in the form of a, a snow yep. to rain right. in triangle <laughs> flowing water. Yeah, 
<laughs> so it got nasty down there, like real nasty. In a in a hurry. Yeah. So we ended up getting like a couple inches of rain. Yep. That was after you had went down there, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yep. So in the midst of having not record setting snow, but a lot of lot of snow, we got a bunch of rain, which knocked down our, our snow, you know, compacted it, um, made it quicker to melt. Mm-hmm. And then down south, it's been pretty warm, you know, from yeah. pretty much south of Brainerd down yeah. it's been pretty warm every day and they had a lot of snow down there before yes. the before the warm-up like so now what is it at 16 feet it's over I th- oh yeah i bet it's at like 16 right now yeah i think it's projected to go to higher than that i know in the metro i was hearing it's at 19 which is the the 10th highest in history wow and if like that's got to go through pool <laughs> right it's on its way south right so yeah Trip was busted. We're pretty lucky, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't really have to worry too much about flooding. Mm-hmm. Like, the worst thing about living up here, especially, is, like, your driveway. Yeah, right. you got a long, snaky driveway cut around by trees. Yeah, I walk my driveway right now. Not that big of a deal. <laughs> right. Um, Better than having trees flow by you. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> to think about it. Like, you hear folks up here talk about, like, oh, the lake is up. And it's up like six inches, you know? Yeah. They lost a little bit of beach. We don't, our lakes really don't, I, ours don't vary very much at all. Not a ton. I'm not sure what that is. Sand, probably sand. I think it's probably got to do more with our winters than anything. You don't lose any water in the wintertime. Yeah. So you're, for five, six months out of the year, your water levels Things are pretty well up. flat. Right. So, yeah, I think that's probably got a lot to do with it. We don't. The only time I've seen them go up significantly was in like a couple days of like hellacious rain, and then yeah, they it went gets way, six way six up. inches of rain, and yeah. it goes up a foot. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. I had that trip on Baby Lake, whatever. Sure. Dock was underwater. The first part <laughs> of the dock was underwater. <laughs> it's got not a very comforting feeling, you right? Know? Um. So yeah, pool four is out of the question for us. Yeah, and this is this is a trip for my bachelor party. Mm-hmm. So, been in the makings for like three months now. Yeah, because I mean we wanted to do something in the spring because you know we don't have a ton going on. Yeah. And want to do something fun. We all all my friends like to walleye fish, mm-hmm. love to walleye fish. So. It was like the best option, you know, because it was a guarantee it was going to be open, yeah. but it was uh, not. Expected out of us to yeah, be I don't overflowing. Think we predicted this. <laughs> um, so we so we we kind of came up with a plan B. So if if rainy river, or if uh, not rainy river, if pool four was a no go, mm-hmm. we were gonna maybe look into going to like Big Stone Traverse since this was the first year that is open. Yeah. And Big Stone is now closed because it's up like a foot and a half. Yeah. Big Stone and Traverse. Which, it's no big deal if they're up a foot and a half, except they still have, like, two feet of ice on it. So, they closed it. Sure. There's no fishing on it right now. So. Had that, to go north. Had to go north. And we got darn lucky. Super lucky. Like, and I feel like what led to the Pool 4 trip busting also helped the Rainy River trip. Right. Work out. Um, so, as of today, Rainy River is open to the Birchdale Landing. Yeah. And we leave in two uh, two days. Yeah. 
pretty close. Like 36 hours. Yeah. We're out of here. It'll be busy up there, I think. Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Everybody's usually on the same page and friendly about what's going on. Yeah, they all know it's going to be congested. Yeah. And it's all catch and release only, too, you know? Not Mm -hmm. that I would... I would hope not a lot of guys are, like, battling to get their two keepers, but... And they're 16, 17-inchers, you know? Which is... Hopefully we catch just a pile of them. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um... So we're we're up there until Tuesday, from Saturday to Tuesday, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, the big fork is starting to open up, which could potentially mean some real dirty water, some muddy stuff, yeah, coming our direction. Um, that being said, we're gonna take advantage of the clean water while I have it, yeah, if we get a chance to use it, and then we are. If, if it does bust loose, we're going to end up fishing sturgeon more than likely for the most of the time. Yeah. Which is a heck of a plan B. Because yeah, those sure. things are super, super fun. fun. I can't wait to see George Wells oh God. try and yank one right. of them things off bottom <laughs> as hard as he can. He's a pretty aggressive, like he's a real calm demeanor guy. Mm-hmm. But I think if it's man versus fish... There's nothing gonna stop him from getting that off the bottom yeah. right now. The, you know what the like the where the give is is his boat. His boat is gonna be listing. Like I'm gonna have to <laughs> counterweight the whole thing. And you weigh like 112 <laughs> pounds. Don't weigh as much as a sturgeon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll that's be fun. that's gonna be great. Yeah, pretty excited. So that's plan. We'll maybe get into the finer details after this. So, Dan, there's something about you that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, well. That I saw. What is that? um, That I really appreciate. Sure. You have such compassion. Go ahead. Towards, you know, all things life. Right. I went over to Dan's house, like, I don't know, a week ago. And he was in his yard giving mouth to mouth to this skunk. Yeah. And he must he was so red in, he was so red in the face. He'd been doing it for I he, I don't know how long he'd been there, but I showed up and I said, "Dan, you're blowing on the wrong end." <laughs> His breath stunk. It still stinks. Yeah. That came about in a weird way. So I was looking to tie up some unique hair jigs for this year. <laughs> I wanted black and white for yeah. Michael. For Michael. Wanted, you wanted, yeah, I wanted to return the favor. <laughs> But here I am wrestling the skunk, and the thing just tips over on me. And I felt pretty bad about it. Unbelievable. So, you know what? I the don't weird know. thing is that it worked. You saw the thing get up and run away. <laughs> I think it was just really enjoying itself. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really impressed by your compassion. Yeah. For you gotta, all things. You gotta value life. life. We put everything to, I mean, every fish we kill, we eat. That's right. Don't take it for granted. God bless it. Uh, rainy river. <laughs> what? Nothing. You're just so, like, used to my garbage. <laughs> You're just like, okay, well, I'm just going to play along with this, I guess. Yeah. I was waiting for some sort when of battle. When were you thinking that, like, when did you think about the skunk story? Um, that was a couple weeks ago, like, right after Reed got done with the podcast. Like, I was like, I'm dude, with the skunk story. I was, so I was hoping that it was going to be at your house and that I was going to have the event today when I got over there. Oh. But I couldn't wait. I've, I've been sitting on this for so long, I didn't want to forget about it. Sure. Yeah, that's good. That's so, good. yeah. Glad we got it recorded. Yeah, me too. Um, Rainy River. Oh, yeah. So, the program up there is 
for, for walleyes anyhow, if the water, well, even if the water is clean, it's a lot of times it's pulling into the current being as vertical as possible. Right. And like, no, like between vertical and like 45 is like yep. what your acceptable range is. Yep. It's not a lot. It's of, a pretty friendly river to fish. It is the least riverish fishing <laughs> that you're going to find. Yeah. Yeah. You look for deep holes and you can see these fish clear as day. Yeah. Um, so you're really just looking for those pockets and sometimes they're not in the deepest hole. Sometimes they're in a side hole where it's, you know, from 15 to 17 yeah. back up. But there are a lot of times they're just on the front edge of those. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a really, it's a really easy program. How are we going to catch them? What are we going to use to catch them? Are you asking me seriously? I'm asking you seriously. Oh, this is no, a lot. Of, I'm asking you so people can. This is a lot of pressure on me. You. What do you think? You. What are you gonna tie? I on? think. I think the current's gonna be high, so I'm gonna be using either a three ace, maybe even a half, yeah, maybe, and I'm probably tie on some stupid gold jig. I hate using gold jigs. My confidence level in gold, is so low. You don't think the June bug's gonna work up there? I don't think it depends. Does it on count? Does it bug you if I mention the June bug jig? I know, like we've got a pretty good run of mentioning the June bug jig. That doesn't bother me at no? all. It's because I know I'm you're a believer. Hijack the June bug jig. Go ahead. It's gonna I, be my. It's a quarter ounce, so I don't know if it'll be applicable. You're gonna be pitching that thing for sure. I'm gonna for so? sure watch you get that thing snagged in a tree on the. On the, on the <laughs> I haven't. Shore. I haven't done that since Big Stone. Big Stone 2013. It's a very formative memory in our friendship. Yeah, yeah, it was. We hadn't fished very much together up until that. Yeah. And you're like, that was. A, do you ever feel like your aim when you're pitching jigs is like really good? And I was like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I feel like usually I can get it pretty close to where it needs to go. Two minutes later, your jig was in a tree like eight feet up on the shore. I was hitting spot after <laughs> spot after spot. You know, it was like a pitcher. You know, I was feel like I was pitching a perfect game. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you have a wild pitch. But luckily there was nobody on base. You know, <laughs> no big deal. You can let one go wide a little bit. Yeah. So you're going to be jigging a minnow. Yeah, rainbow. You look for a big, it, it doesn't even matter this, really the species of minnows. You have a bigger um, profile, though. The one day when we... I've only been up there once or twice when we've, like, really, really smashed them. And the one day we really, really smashed them, a guy caught a 28-inch on a butt puppy. Mm -hmm. Because it... And I was like, what are you doing? That thing's never going to catch a fish. They don't care. It's a profile thing. They want a big piece of meat. Sure. I'm sure, especially if the current's going pretty good, I'm sure plastics are going to be great. Yeah. I'm afraid Mark's going to just spank us. I am, too. I don't want that to happen. I feel like I'll probably be in the boat with him you can for push the him first out day. Of the boat then. Yeah, I can keep. Yeah, it's a tiller. You know, he's not strapped in or anything. There's no tether, <laughs> um, and I feel like I'm really sneaky. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm. I sneak up on him. I can really, you know, combat him like a feline. Right. And I'll overpower right him because he's really not very strong. Sure. I will overpower him because I am very strong. <laughs> okay, and I'll just tip him right over. So we're gonna catch a bunch of walleyes up there. Hopefully a couple sturgeon while we're doing surgeon. it. Mark's going swimming. Mm -hmm. He'll get to brag about that at like the next family event. Like I went swimming in March. <laughs> 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 and overall, just have a good time. And we'll be the best of friends at the end of the day. We are going to have a great time. Yeah. Um, 
And then as far we should at least talk like mention a sturgeon rig. Sure. Right? Because yeah. if you're gonna go up there, you don't want to be one dimensional like yeah we're only gonna fish walleyes. Because that seems that's foolish. You know. It's good. To, like it's a nice like to have that as the backup. Like okay though, because it can you can get up there and have the walleye fish and be an absolute bust. Better and like that. it's not in your control. It's not like you're putting together a bad day. It's like no the conditions. Left you... The water clarity is at three inches right. and dropping, right. you know? Right. And... So what are you going to do? Are you going to, like... It's a long way... It's even a long ways for us, you know? It's two and a half hours. Right. It's a long ways for most people who go up there. Mm-hmm. It's better to have a backup plan. You, you have to. And sturgeon is super fun and they're big. They're big. They're dinosaurs. Yes. They're giant dinosaurs. How do we catch these dinosaurs? Um, jigging wraps... With really big rods. No, I just probably work. <laughs> I bet that worked great. No, you don't. We don't encourage snagging these things, but it inevitably happens when you're mm-hmm. jigging for walleyes. Um, a lot of times you'll actually hook them in the face. It's the softest part, so a lot of times it'll just get caught like on the edge of the mouth because sure. it got like a, I don't know, it's, it's a oval, it's a oval shaped mouth that's actually uh, like downward oriented. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it it's expands. Like a sucker. And, yeah, yep. Like on an extreme scale. Yeah. Um, so sometimes you'll snag them that way. Um, but what we end up doing, depending on how fast the current is, uh, you want to either use a three, four, or five ounce no roll sinker. It's a flat sinker, flat sliding sinker. It's river stuff. It's river stuff, yeah. And then uh, you hook that up to a big enough barrel swivel where it's that's not so going to slide through. That's like a mistake often made, I think, is that people think, oh, I've got barrel swivels, but they don't like that way to slide right past them. No problem. Yeah. And then you kind of, I mean, you don't want to get there in that condition. Like you want to make yeah, sure. I don't even have, know how you would remedy that. Yeah. It'd be a tough one to troubleshoot. You'd have to tie it in probably. Yeah. And then you don't have a sliding weight. Right. Which is that, how are you going to tell it? So when these things bite, they don't, like, it's not like a shark bite. No. It is, uh, they suck it up. Right. They, they inhale and it blows your bait. Yeah. And, and then they're not really moving very much when, once they do that. Right. Takeaway is there's not a big telltale that you've got a, like, 60-inch fish on. A 40-pounder. Right. Um, so from your barrel swivel, I usually only tie about a foot of line on. And I'll use braid. I'll just use the same braid that I have on my, on my rod. On the main line. Yeah. And then I'll tie on either six out or seven out circle hook. Some people will use a different style of hook. I prefer, I guess I don't even prefer. It's just what I buy. The sure. circle, like it's called the big cat. It's just a thicker, heavier uh, hook. Um, but you can, you can absolutely get by with a musky rod, but it's not recommended. Sure. You want to cat rod right you want the, a softer tip the tip is is pretty important and you're not able to see that bite on uh on those musk rods a lot yeah. of times like my, i have a 12 foot actually it's a it's a horrible rod it's like a 15 dollar catfish rod it's like a 12 footer and it's actually a spinning rod i put a musky rod on it works out <laughs> super it does work super so and i can see the tip really easy on it it's a it's it's i'm underpowered but it's a ton of fun. <laughs> it is a ton of fun. And if Did you ever you have a well, this was on walleye tackle. Was it last year? Two years ago? 
We had a big surgeon like jump up on the ice sheet out on the lake. What? Didn't you? Oh, I didn't jump up. So I was Eric and I were at the mouth of the we're at the we're past Four Mile Bay. We we're on the lake, and we were vertical jigging. And all of a sudden, boom! I thought I had a monster walleye. Oh yeah, here it is, here it is. And then it got up to where we can kind of see the outline, and we're like, oh, it's a sturgeon. And then it took off for twenty five minutes. <laughs> and it, honestly, that's how it went. Like they don't scream. Yeah. They can, yeah. And then I started. I turned him around, and then he came right to the boat. Twenty five minutes later, it was like a fifty minute battle. It was a sixty five incher, um, like it, it, just an average sixty five incher weighs sixty pounds. It's pretty crazy. Like that's crazy. a big fish for Minnesota. That's a big fish for anywhere. Yeah. Very. It was very fun. And that's the backup plan. Ruined. Ruined my mono. <laughs> <laughs> thing was stretched out unbelievable <laughs> but I was pretty lucky I planned ahead I was like I'm gonna use my biggest spooling reels just in case I get a sturgeon sure and it worked out like I almost ran out of line brought it back in line was super screwed up though after yeah 50 minutes of like tension on it pretty high capacity tension too you know mm-hmm. kind of was trying to max it out when I was trying to get them turned around sure. I was like yeah, yeah. Oh, and that thing swam under the ice pack. All right, that's Lord, what I was remembering about the ice. Yeah, Lord knows where it went under there, but sure. it just kept going. <laughs> yeah, pretty fun stuff. I'd encourage you to look into it. It's a great way this time of year to get up there. It's like it, the, the downsides would be it's busy and it's a lot On the weekends away. it is. Yeah. And it's on the weekdays it's not busy really at all. Yeah. Um, and it's really fun to fish sturgeon with Big Steve. Yeah. We went. Yeah, he was bossing me around. <laughs> Get that fish up here. He, I'm sure he was just like, yeah, all right, we caught one. I want to catch another one. Mm-hmm. He's 6'6". Six, six, He's a big dude. Like 250, maybe not, 220. Yeah. You know, big guy Dan Ryan's like 5'7". 5'8". 5'8", 132 pounds. 137 pounds. There you go. Maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was it was just really funny for the big guy to be like, just pull it in here. What are you waiting for? <laughs> that was episode four of season one. Was it? We're already re- Oh no, are we running out? But of it was it was worth noting twice. Yeah, it was so it funny. Was pretty funny. It was so good. I loved it. Yeah, can't wait to do it again. Break time. Sure. So, do you remember uh, the last fall we did? That I love the fall. You remember when we did the kids fishing? I do, fishing? I remember. Kids fishing? Program? We went and caught a bunch of walleyes afterwards, but yeah. Dude. Yes, we did catch a bunch of walleyes yeah. after. You caught a big one, too. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the, the teach- kid fishing thing was a cool thing. So. That you did. We did. We did. And Kevin. Kevin Murphy. Yes. You remember him? I do remember him. He's the teacher of that class. Okay. Back up a little bit. Last fall, you did. We you did. You and Kevin. We and did. assisted. With a fishing clinic for kids out of Northland. Yes. How old are they? Sixth graders. Sixth graders. Some of them, I don't know what those 20-year-olds were doing, but they showed up anyway. <laughs> Here's your free ride. Right. Oh, cool, man. Sweet. <laughs> um, so, I just watched a video of him down with Justin Eichhorn. Mm-hmm. He's the Grand Rapids representative. Um, he is pushing for they're doing an education bill. I don't I, I don't know the specifics of it. Yep. 
But what they're trying to do is get grants for these schools to do, like, well, it's outdoor education deal. So they're trying to get, uh, so these schools are teaching in the classroom, hunter education. Firearm safety, archery. Yep. Angling education. And snowmobile training. Sure. Um, which I think are all very important values. Even if you're not going to use them, like even if you don't think they're pertinent to your life, it is very important to know a lot of that stuff. For sure. I mean, firearm safety is like probably the most cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Like, whether or not you can be like as anti-gun as you want, you should probably have your kids know how to be safe around a firearm. Absolutely. Like, that's not, that's not a an issue that you can even argue about. Like, they should know how to be safe. You're more dangerous without education. Right. Than you are. Right. That's true about a lot of things. And right. firearms are very much that it's, way. It's, yeah, right. It's cut and dry. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know if it's going to pass or not. I thought that they were going to, they're, they're trying to add it to this bill. And I really hope it does because, I mean, like, we, we've seen direct results here, you know. Mm-hmm. The smiles on kids' faces. Yeah. And, oh, and one other thing that they want to add on to that is that every a kid's, after they take this course, their first hunting license or fishing license is paid for. First one? First one That's is paid for. Good idea. That's a great Get idea. Get rid of one barrier. Like, yeah. Little barriers, you don't realize how much they, like, stop people from doing these things, especially at, like, right away the entry level. But those little barriers, like, the 16 bucks it might take for a for a kid to buy a, a license because I think they have to buy them at six, at the at age 16, 16 yeah and it's cheaper there are right? six dollar licenses but still sure it's it's, it's still six dollars a hoop to jump through it's a trip to a bait shop and all that stuff and having the right. cash on hand you know yeah and like me at 16 I didn't have any money right I mean I had a job and I didn't have any money sure yeah and like the ones the a lot of the kids we want to see get into this stuff are ones who wouldn't have six bucks, you know. Right. It's a good it could idea. be really important in the long run. Yep. Especially if we're trying to keep what we love, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know if we want this whole great lifestyle to continue. We need people in it. We need the. I mean, because that's where the money comes from. Like, people could develop this all they want. Right. You know, if nobody's using it, why wouldn't they? You yeah. know, why wouldn't people? So yeah. we want to keep things as. We want to keep things in the straight and narrow. We want to keep things happy and healthy. Yeah. And keep we're people. not, like this is, we're definitely not a, a podcast that covers political issues. And that's why we're bringing it up. This is, this should not be political. This is like a bipartisan thing. Like right. everybody should be able to get behind this. Um, and the people listening to this obviously know it, but sportsmen and women are some of the best adv- advocates and conservationists out there. And this is just like another step towards the next generation doing that. Right. So. And it's, you know, really, it's not going to hurt anything. It is only going to benefit. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it passes. Um, It was pretty cool to see him. Like Kevin was on TV. He was on TV and he was like. And so was Sean Moran. Yeah. Sean Moran. Oh, we should let him know. He might not even know. Sean Moran, you listen to this. You're on TV. Sean, you're on the podcast, but you're also on TV. You're um, holding a northern, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it was a kid. It, you didn't catch it, maybe. 
So, <laughs> no, it was it was a good deal. The whole, I really like what he's doing. Yeah, he's a good guy doing a very important thing. Obviously, his, working pretty hard at it too. Like that was a pretty polished presentation he gave to some big wigs down in yeah. the in the cities. But if you know if you know Kevin, he's cool under pressure. Yeah, man, he was a wizard at Texas Hold'em. <laughs> Just take my money now, Kev. Just take it now. I see you as a guy who maybe folds a lot. Me? Yeah. No, I bet. All the time? All the time. I'm not there to watch cards. I'm here to play cards. <laughs> I win like one set. I won the last time. Right. I t- Well, actually, I split the pot with Kevin because he's so pretty. He's so really good. He uses logic. I use brute force. I'm going to try to... Uh, maybe I'll try to find a link for, the, for that bill and see if I can... Uh, just put it with the podcast when I post it. You want to... You could, it'd probably be a good thing for people to just reach out to their representative and say, hey, you should support this. Um, you want to go under YouTube, and it's encouraging... Um, let me see. Just give me a sec. Um, hunting. Encouraging. Interest. In hunting and fishing. I'm really pretty sure. Yep, you just Google or you go on YouTube and you type in encouraging interest in hunting and fishing. It's a 16-minute video. And it doesn't, I mean, it. it's fairly interesting as far as, like, listening to a politics goes. Right. If you're listening to a, a walleye podcast, you'll probably... <laughs> right? There's probably some overlap. <laughs> <laughs> in March in Minnesota, right. listening to a <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, it's uh, I I think it's it's a good, and they're involved in the tribe, and they've got a you know a letter saying that that's part of the education is going to get into like the the tribals, the history of the tribe, sure, how they lived right. off the land right. and whatnot. So the it, first to rec- the first people to recognize the natural resources. Anishinaabe, right? Did you know what that means? No, first people people yeah that's what the whole the whole anyway right as a whole that's what they call it is the Anishinaabe the yeah. first people which is cool all right moving on to a listener question uh, my buddy Sam Davis I watched Sam catch a muskie on a 16th ounce jig and a night crawler was that an Inguidona yeah we watched the muskie eat it this was a couple years ago but he had a question about bottom content for walleyes um just wondering like it is something that people throw out there all the time. Like, yeah, the bottom content changes are really important. And he was wondering why. Like, why does it matter? And I thought that was a pretty valid question. It probably, in my world, it probably gets brought up or it's probably, yeah, it's probably brought up more than it really relates to the day-to-day. I have some specific memories of bottom content transitions being a really big deal, um, but not every day by any means. So that can mean a couple. That can mean more than, more than just like a sand or rock transition too. Oh, for that's, sure. That's weed edges. Right. That's a change in bottom content. Right. So this is it's a pretty broad question, but yeah. it's a good question. Yeah. And I think like most of the time people are thinking about hard bottom to soft bottom. You know, and like imaging. If you even if you don't feel like you're great at reading your imaging. Imaging, it should be pretty cut and dry about reading your bottom. Yellow to orange. Yeah. 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 You can see it pretty clearly on your imaging. 
And sometimes it is a thing. I have a specific memory near Stony Point on Woman Lake where it was these fish, they didn't care what depth they were in. They wanted to be on the bottom content change. And the content change there varied significantly, which was also like unusual. Like sometimes the content change was as shallow as like 13 feet. And then sometimes it was down to like 25 on the same break line. Really? And these fish didn't care about the depth. They wanted to be on that content change. Interesting. It is pretty interesting. So sometimes it matters for sure. That's like the most dramatic memory that I have of... of they wanted to be right on, on the content change. Yep. Huh. So why is Sam's question. Um, and all we can do is... Speculate. Really speculate. Yep. So you go first. Um, so I think... this. So this would be a great time for me to have a good Bill Cosby impression. Because mm-hmm. uh, the bottom content... It's uh no I can't do it but That's it would good. be it would be a really good one. <laughs> I was thinking about that when you were bringing the question. I was like, man, I wish I had a good Bill Cosby. <laughs> that I don't, because pudding pops and <laughs> no, it just doesn't work. I can't do it. It's all right. I don't I have the molasses. <laughs> don't got the molasses. Just go ahead. Why? Why? What was the question? <laughs> Why does a bottom content matter? Um, so the. What I thought, which who knows if it's right or not. I um, liked it. I liked the theory. Go so it, it's got to do with cover, right? So they, what did I say earlier? I don't even remember. You were saying that it's like essentially like a, like a travel. Uh, yeah, like, yeah I was like going to get, I started out with something different than that though. Like if they're just sitting there. It's almost like it could be a cover deal. Sure. Could be. Could Well, yeah, it's an edge. Right. right? That's what we, we had discussed. Like they're definitely edge animals. Like right. when we know that about like weed edges, brake lines are an edge. Like I, remember, you can define. I remember how I said it. So it's also like if they get onto these edges that they like, it's also like orientation for them. Like they, they know, okay, if, as long as I stay on this thing, I'm, as long as I stay on highway 10, Sure. I'm going to end up at my destination. Sure. So it could also, it could be like guidelines for them. Like, okay, you know, in a couple of days, I want to head over to Horseshoe Island. If I stay on this for 800, <laughs> 800 tail flicks, I'm going to be there. All right. It might take me a little while, but I'm going to get there. So I think that's got to do with it when they're mobile. But I think when they're not mobile, like when you were, like when you were on Stony, mm-hmm. I think that's got to do more so with cover. Sure. Because, you know. They're, they're, I don't know. You got to elaborate though. What do you mean by cover? So like if the bottom, if the bottom changes, there's going to be multiple, like the bottom's just going to be like, it's going to be different textured. Sure. Right. So walleyes are just a matte black, you know, they're, they're, they're not just gold. There's a lot of different colors in them too. And they're going to be able to blend in a little bit more. If there's two tones than there is, if there's just in a bunch of sugar sand. Sure. Right. Okay. I can buy it. Yep. Because it's not like, it's probably, it looks on our graph like it's a real hard and like real hard transition. If it turns from light brown to a little bit darker brown, you know. And it probably doesn't happen like that. Mm -hmm. You know, there probably is like a transition area. Sure. I can buy that. My like general thinking is that edges, there are so many species, especially the ones we like to eat, that relate to edges. Any sort of edge, like, right? Like, if you think about um, whitetail, like whitetail are often edge animals, mm-hmm. right? Rough Working. grouse are edge Super animals, edgy. Right? Mm-hmm. Walleyes are definitely, and we know it when we think about like brake lines. That's mm-hmm. like that's it's an edge. edge. 
weave edges, that's an edge. Mm-hmm. A bottom transition is just another example of an edge. Right. Um, I also think it might, like I thought about this for a couple days after he sent the question. They've got options for food. Often, like, the soft bottom is probably going to be... More bugs. More bugs, right? So, like, if they're using an edge with a couple feeding opportunities, you know, they're using the edge, maybe they're cruising cruising the soft bottom, looking for easy food without expending a lot of energy, but they're also close to shifting shallow, right? They're right. shifting to a to a minnow, minnow meal yep. as they shift up. Dude, I'm so ready to yank some fish out of the Kara. I just love all the all the things we get to think about. I've been watching walleye videos, man. <sighs> I watched one with Jason Mitchell and Al Moss. Oh yeah. And they were I'll talking They were talking about Karagrass. I'm like, dude. I love Karagrass. I just dropped everything. I was like, dude, <laughs> this is my game. Yeah. You don't have to tell me twice and he's like, you know what Jason said? You know, let me tell you what Jason Mitchell said. He what said in this style of fishing, you absolutely cannot beat monofilament i was like (laughs) you're just tugging all over my heartstrings there i started tearing i had to go get tissues (laughs) i gotta add one more thing too and i'm just this just came to my mind so what if there are specific walleyes specific like genetic like like um like walleyes look different right and they have different habits Mm -hmm. so what if there's just like one chunk of walleyes that because of their genetic traits, who they came from, you know, who mama was and what they look like, which is also tied to what mama or who mama was. To a point. To a point. Like maybe those are edge fish. Like maybe they're super good at laying on the edge. They blend in really, really, really well with that darker bottom and they just are ambushing up all the time on that shallow stuff. I don't know. Dude, I like I'm that. I'm just thinking. I like that. I like to think about like the the longer term trends, you know. How they got to be the way they are. Right. Why are you the way that you are? And they don't know it, you know. Oh, man. I, I Imagine wonder. if Wise became self-aware. We would really have a tough task. Yeah. Right. <sighs> man. <laughs> Do you know that elephants are self-aware? I was not. They yeah. recognize themselves in a mirror, but neat. Yeah. They also can like... Do you think they're self-conscious about the trunk? <laughs> I don't think I would be, dude. That thing is pretty useful. Yeah. I, I think it'd be really fun just to like, you know, you suck up some water and then you just like hang out for, right. I don't know, like Nobody 20 knows. minutes. And you're like, Nobody knows. You're being like real quiet in the corner right. like, what's wrong? <laughs> and then somebody will like say a joke or something and you just... <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. And you've been waiting for like 25 minutes. Always ready for a spit take. That's great. Oh, that's good. (laughs) All right, one more break after the elephant uh, comment, and then we'll uh, wrap her up, huh? I think I'd have a huge trunk if I was an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dan, what was it like playing Christopher Robin in the Winnie the Pooh musical? Well, I... toughest part about it is I actually like auditioned for the part of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay. But they said I was too skinny. Oh, makes sense. And I can't stand honey. Why didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird that they made me eat an entire <laughs> jar of honey. During... I can only imagine you're trying to take a scoop. Of... <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't, don't want to get into that. I'm so. I'm committed. <laughs> I want the pot so bad. <laughs> oh, funny. All right. Um, 
thinking about Longville or like our home waters, this area, North Central Minnesota, we're a, we're a ways away. You know, when we're recording, it's March twenty eighth. But when do you think we're dealing with ice out for? Yeah, what's your ice so out prediction? I originally predicted April eighteenth. I like is, that day. Which is also your birthday. It is my birthday. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to be right. Last year, I hit it right on the nuts. May 9th, Leech Lake I saw. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to do that this year. I think I'm off. I think I'm like a week early. You're talking about Leech. Leech, yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so and, the other lake, for... and the other lakes are going to go off probably three to five days before. Leech will, depending on the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at the middle April. Yeah, I think that after the 20th of April, I think is we're going to see a lot of open water. It looks pretty junky around here. There's just a lot. There's still a lot of it. Right. But I drilled a couple holes on Monday, and it was like every all of the ice is wet. Like, it's all... Because it's been draining for mm-hmm. so long. Yeah. So, I think it's going to go pretty quick. Also looks like next week, next weekend is like another warm-up, so I don't think we're going to deal with... Do you remember last year? We didn't have a ton of snow. 30. We, we got snow in April. Right. But it was just cold. 30 degrees. Cold. 30 degrees. Yeah. We're, all right. Another day we're not killing any ice. Right. 31. 31 and sunny. Right. Oh, boy. Right. Whoop-dee-doo, Basil. Right. The roof is dripping a little bit. Yeah, right. Now, we've been killing ice for a while now. Yeah. So I right. Think- and there's no snow on the ice right now. Um... And but what there is on like I got woman is there's a lot of people going out to woman they're catching perch right now yep. so um, what it's pretty much four wheelers only because there's like five inches of ice there's a gap of six inches in a lot of areas yeah and then there's eighteen inches of good clear ice right and if you put a a full size truck through there yeah you'd be stuck yeah real stuck, stuck. stuck. which is. It'd probably, probably be, that'd probably be a terrifying, like, false fall through the ice, too. <laughs> Roll the windows down. <laughs> get those windows rolled down, kids. But I do think, like, what I'm excited about is I think we're going to get, like, a good chunk a, a of time tri- to, like, fish before opener. We are having a traditional spring right yeah. now, which is well, well-deserved. well Yeah. Oh, man, that was a tough one. That was, was a long winter, but... Yeah, uh, and then transitioning into our last topic, thinking about how to get your boat ready. Like, part of my river trip, and it wasn't, like, super easy. Like, I'm dealing with the, the things that came about. Was, it was a way to get my boat on the water and, like, testing everything out far before the open water season. So I've got, I got a couple battery issues I have to deal with. Like, there's a few little things. That, so I'd encourage everybody, like, if you're fired up about opener, like, make it easy on yourself and try to, like, Try to give yourself enough time to address the issues mm-hmm. once you find them. So you have to diagnose them, figure out what they are, and then fix them. And that can be sort of tricky if you don't have open water around. For sure. It's more than just putting the muffs on your motor and yeah. turning it on. Yeah. Um, That's a, a good big start. to the river trips, really. Right. Just get things out there and, and running. And like around us, we've got an option. You can always run up to the federal dam. That's true. It's wide open right now. Right. The only... The... the Slab is not open, but it will be in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where I always go. I always go there as soon as I can get my boat in there and I go start it. Yeah. And drive up and down the river. Right. Feel like a real American, you know. <laughs> I put the bandana on, you know, Stars and Stripes bandana and mm-hmm. 
put my flag in the light holder and I just go crush it. I go look for eagles and stuff. They like to fly with me, you know. I heard there were a couple hundred swans out there. I was just there. There's like a hundred swans. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. They're huge. It's such a great time. It's like the most optimistic time of the year. Life is starting to come back. You, you like if you went outside a month ago, it was silent. Mm-hmm. Like what you'd hear trees pop. Right. It was so cold. Mm-hmm. Now the birdies are making all sorts of right? noises. Right? I saw like five robins. I heard some sandies. Heard some sandhill cranes. Yep. Yeah. Crazy birds. Coming. What are you doing? Here? You can't even eat anything right now, stupid <laughs> bird. You can just peck at the snow. I hope mm. if you're listening, you're feeling uh, as good as Will and I are. Yeah, we're, we're kind of on top of the world. We were just talking about how optimistic life is right mm-hmm. now. Feeling really good about things. Life's heading in the right direction. Oh, we're going to have a great year. We're going to have the best year. Sitting one and two at the Leech Lake Classic. Yeah, I'd love to. I'm going to win that. Me okay, one. How about you win that? I'll win the MWC this fall. <sighs> oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break the news just in case. Oh, because. Yeah. I'm not sure about the MWC. I forgot I'm about that. I'm going to have like a two-week-old baby at the time. So me and Bree are having a baby. I was just gonna ask if Bree knows. <laughs> <laughs> Bree and I, gosh, did it wrong again. Yeah, we're having a baby. Does Bree know? See, I just I said it. we're. Oh, okay. My wife is having a baby, and I am the father. <laughs> so when Dan told me we were ice fishing, we actually were making the podcast ice yeah. fishing that we didn't air, and I, I beat him up real bad. I was so excited. I you were more excited than I was. I threw him around the fish. I was, was nervous. Oh. You were just happy. Yeah. Now no, no, I'm real happy and a little nervous. It's probably pretty nice. Do you want to know what I'm actually nervous about? Tell the me. thing I'm most nervous about is from the due date is the end of August, right? So I've got six weeks to guide after the, the baby. And Bree is all on board like, yeah, it's your job. You're, you're fishing every day you can. But I also know you don't get any sleep. When you have a baby, mm-hmm. especially a newborn, and the, I'm very worried about launching my boat successfully every every morning. <laughs> like strung out at the end of a guide season, super tired because I have a newborn. I'm really worried I'm gonna like one day forget to put the truck in park and like go to unhook the boat and then my whole rig is in the woman like drive. Access. You need to drive the Ford. After the babies. <laughs> that That's way? a good idea. No. I'll drive the old truck after the baby. <laughs> Maybe people have been blowing the whole fatherhood thing out of proportion, but it sounds like it's a lot of work. So I just want Fords to make sure cannot no... be used as a flotation device. <laughs> no property damage between September 1 and the end of the guide season. Fingers crossed. call it a success. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I think that's about a wrap for... I think so. This is season two, episode two. Two. Of While I Talk. With... Will and Dan. Will Neuer. Dan Ryan. I'm Will Neuer. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'll do a shameless pitch for this. Like, I, I know we have like a very consistent audience listening to this. Like, people who really like it. And we really appreciate hearing from from you. And we like the feedback you give us. I feel like I'm running into people often who they just meet me and ask or say nice things about the podcast. Um, But we want to try to grow our audience. And, like, the best way to do that 
is if you can share it on Facebook. Right now we're trying to explore some other avenues for getting this thing out there. But one really easy thing you can do to help us out is to share it on Facebook. And not just share it, but say something like, hey, give this a listen. I think it's worthwhile. Two dumb guys in northern Minnesota talking about fishing. That that's You just said it just perfectly right there. That's what it is. Right. But we, we like it. And we're relatable. Because there's like a lot of the people who... You know, we're, we're normal folks. Right. And the we people. like to have a good time. Yeah. Um, we just get the opportunity to fish more than the average bear. Right. We probably love it a little too much. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. It's not like we're doing drugs. Grizzly bears fish all the time. Yeah. Nobody gives them a hard time. Right. I don't know. But we really enjoy doing this. We enjoy... We're going to keep doing it. Right. But we want to... <laughs> But we want to do it better. I mean, I don't want, we don't want this, I shouldn't say we want, don't want the self-recognition, but because we do want this whole podcast to be recognized. Yeah. You know, we want this to be a popular thing, just, you know, not necessarily for us, but to help the people who could use the help. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think we do a good job. And we're entertaining. You're entertaining. You're entertaining. You're entertaining. You're entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's good. I think we're calling it a wrap. When are we going to every week? Sometime Mm, in April. Probably be in April once we get to... I'm excited for every week. Yeah. I'm ready to be in the swing of things. Mm -hmm. I love the grind. That's me being happy. Thanks, folks. Thanks, everybody.